0: hello everyone welcome to episode one of the e-word podcast a podcast coming to you from the emo subreddit on reddit.com this is kyle and i go by hot dog taco 1738 or 187 187 on reddit.com and i'm joined by <laughs> two other hosts here ellie how are you doing i'm good i'm
1: doing i'm doing a absolutely splendid thank you for asking
0: and uh what is your username on Reddit? Um,
1: I am USarcastasaurus. I am that
0: What's going on? Sorry, <laughs> my
2: phone just freaked out and started playing majority rule. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how fucking scrams
1: I am. I can make scram songs. I can make fucking Richmond Scream play out of your phone just by talking. Yeah, I'm you I am uh That mod, you know, that one. (laughs) I wrote all the emo history lessons, and I'm a total fucking nerd. That's
2: me.
0: And who else do we have here? Uh, I'm uh, Lauren.
2: I'm known as yukage6613 on the subreddit, and I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Yeah.
0: Great. Well, on this episode, we're calling this the first episode, we got the trial introductory episode out of the way. And it is a beast, and it is out there for you to listen. That is episode zero. Um, on this one, we have going to go over some news here. We're going to play a song. And, uh, you know, just kind of a short and sweet one. Uh, but this time, I have come to you all with accounts in which you should be following us. Uh, we have an email. That email address is theewordpod.gmail.com. We are on Twitter, the e Word podcast on Twitter. And then Instagram... It is the E word pod. So yeah, that's we have what an Instagram you... now. Wow. Yeah, I, I figured yeah. that's where the kids are hanging out. So <laughs> that's where you get in touch. Do we have any other follow up from this first episode? I mean, I thought it was fun as hell. It was nice to meet these folks that I've been organizing this with for a while. So
1: yeah, I loved it. I thought it was uh, awesome, especially the part where I uh, flagrantly insulted American football for like twenty minutes. <laughs>
2: That was objectively the best part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited to see where this goes.
0: Word up. Well, let's kick this one off with what have you been listening to this week or since last episode? Uh, whoever wants to start, go for it. Um, I've been listening to uh,
1: a lot of a lot of the new C Space Cowboy actually that we're gonna yeah. play in a bit. Um. I'm gonna listen to uh that last Ostraka record. Um they also just did a split with uh with a band whose uh name I'm Oh Coma Regalia. They did a split with Coma Regalia, oh. and it's really good. Um Yeah, uh also Gods Reflex, who are a cool little emo pop band eh. from the late nineties, early two thousands. Uh really good. And also, I, I decided to just marathon all of Kanye's discography <laughs> in, like, uh, the span of two days. And uh, I'm very happy with that decision,
0: so. What's the high point for you Thanks.
1: there? Oh, my favorite Kanye album is actually the college dropout, so I guess you could say that it peaked early. Yeah. But uh, I really do truly love all of his records. Uh, I'm a
0: huge Kanye stan. My favorite is Graduation, and I think that's just because that was... No, it's probably like my biggest entry point, but I feel like the one that I'm digging the most, like currently, is like Yeezus for some reason.
1: Yeezus is really aggressive, so when you're in that in that mood for like a like a more palatable death grips, I could see, I could see <laughs> really digging Yeezus. Yeah. And I, I like Graduation too. That one gets shit on a lot by a lot of hardcore Kanye fans. But it does. I like it a lot, especially like I love the closing track, Big Brother. I'm a huge fan of I'm a huge fan of that record. It's a ton of hits. And fucking can't tell me nothing. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> sounds so goddamn aggressive. I love it.
2: Cool. All right. Yeah. So I have uh, also, funnily enough, been listening to God's Reflex, uh, and a good amount, a good amount of uh, '90s indie emo and just indie rock. Because uh, with the autumn, I like, I like the twinkles. I think it fits well. Uh, been listening to um, some thingy. Rob Crow of Pimbex, one of his band, and uh, Karate. Uh, oh, Karate listened. is great. Yeah, oh yeah. Karate are amazing. And uh, I actually just recently found out they had a split with the Crown Hate Ruin, uh, which I did not know. Uh, mm. Just like this last week. A little split. And uh listen been listening to a Spanish post-hardcore band from Barcelona called The Standstill. They had a more aggressive sounds earlier on, uh, but kind of mellowed out. But I was listening to their first couple records, which are pretty cool. And uh, also been thrown back to some Fallout Boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh listened to Infinity on High the other day. What's the opening track on, of Infinity on High again? A uh, freaking thriller. It opens yeah, that, on an easy core breakdown. Yeah,
1: that's that's literally <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is that that song is like prototypical easy core. Came out like the same year as Rise or Die Trying, which I yep. find hilarious. Oh
2: yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and of course New Converge. I have been. listening to Oh fuck! Stuff. I
1: forgot to bring that up. That's probably <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that that and Paramore are my albums of the year so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a joke, but it's not those are those are literally like the the two most instrumental
0: parts of my music taste right now yeah. i I feel like I'm broken because I cannot get into converge and i've I've listened to Jane Doe and I like it, but like everything else is just not getting in there for me. and that sucks
1: um that's unfortunate. Converger yeah. like probably my favorite hardcore band of all time definitely in like my top five favorite bands period of all time uh i would say like my starting point for that band was uh petitioning the empty sky which was uh their 96 ep or kind of it was like a it's an lp ep whatever whatever you decide to call it it's only like 20 something minutes long uh-huh. um yeah it's uh it's really good they put it out for equal vision and it starts off with the saddest day which many people consider to be like the essential Converge song. It's like the seven-minute metalcore epic. Um, and if you're into like a, if you're into like harsh, technical, abrasive shit, but you also really enjoy melody, and you also really enjoy like lo-fi, gritty hardcore punk production, I would say that Petition of the Empty Sky is a really good starting point. Or if you are into more like hi-fi, a little bit more experimental artistic stuff their follow-up to jane doe you fail me is also a, a heavy fan favorite and it also has uh several of what many people consider to be the best converged tracks especially that ti- the title track of that record
0: um just absolutely legendary cool i'll definitely start with that 96 record because that sounds i think i think it makes it easy easier for me when it's melodic. So. Maybe that's the place to start, Mm -hmm. but yeah.
1: Yeah, they have a couple parts on that record that are almost like Christy Front Drive influenced.
0: Yeah,
1: really? The the end of Albatross, right? And uh, they also have that fucking straight-up banger, Buried But Breathing, which is the most underrated Converge track, in my opinion. Just straight-up, like, 90s Boston hardcore goodness.
0: Word. Well, I have some stuff that I checked out What was kind of mentioned on the last episode here and I guess I forgot someone threw out that cross my heart was the band that Foxing ripped off can anyone claim that See, that was me
2: <laughs> that's probably Ellie yeah
0: that was me yeah <laughs> i don't hear that at all uh i'm i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i cuz i thought they were like like cuz foxing they have like a lot of post rock stuff going on and i didn't think cross my heart had much that that was Post-Rocky at all.
1: Were you listening to their earlier stuff, or were you listening to like their later stuff?
0: The, the album had a purple cover, on it.
1: Oh, okay. So, like, uh, I believe that's their first LP. Okay. Um, uh, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, but the one that has uh, it doesn't take that many pills to sleep forever. That one, right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, There's their second record, I think, the the 2004 one, which was like the Dead Zone. For uh for Midwest emo at the time, it was pretty much like fucking them and Benton Falls were like the only ones still putting out like good Midwest style emo in that time and uh i I think that that record is very, very good. It's uh a lot in like the vein of post rock and if you like that and if you want to see what else like Foxing are pulling from, you could check out like Imbroco uh, or uh, pop Unknown okay. and all those sorts of all those sorts of
0: bands um
1: Appleseed cast, too.
0: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. I recently got that Appleseed cast, the one that was reissued from Record Store Day. I forgot what the fucking one it was. But I played that and I was like, holy fuck, this is what everyone just aped. This is like yeah. super, like, drawn out, atmospheric shit. And I'm like, okay, that's the world is. That's oh, yeah. foxing. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah i don't know
1: i don't I don't keep up with record store day because I think it's evil, but was it uh was it the low level owl albums
0: no that that shit hasn't been repressed ah <laughs> uh, it...
1: uh mari Vitalis?
0: no that's the one that they played in full recently uh what the fuck is it two conversations no <laughs> i, I uh, uh clearly it's like
1: not just not even an apple C cast record at all that H- H-
0: Peregrine <laughs> I- Yes, that's the one, Peregrine. Okay, yeah, um, that's
2: when they really, really got super post-rocky. Yes, but they they still kept the Midwest twinkles all the way through.
0: Yep. Um. So yeah, been checking out My Heart. Also been listening to a lot of Penfold lately. Good decision. Yeah, it's it been like a long time since I've listened to them. So I like
1: Penfold because they basically ripped off Mineral and did it better. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's definitely in that pocket. And they do it really well. Um, I don't think I'd listened to this band before, but Colossal, and I guess that's more of a math rock thing than emo, most likely. Uh, but yeah. uh, Count Your Lucky Stars and uh, Top Shelf, I think, yeah. are co-releasing Brave the Elephants. That's so fucking good.
1: Yeah, the kind they just did like a, a Colossal reissue, right? Count Your Lucky Stars then? And...
0: Yeah, it's like yeah, coming out soon. Okay. Like Asian Man put that out originally, and that's that like blew my mind because Asian Man and Math Rock is something that I never like would ever associate. <laughs> I mean, uh,
1: people always forget the best Asian Man band, which is uh, obviously Skanking Pickle.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And the Bruce Lee band is now back together. That's funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Then... Just waiting for Gutter Mouth to put out a new album now. All right. <laughs> Let's get that revival going. <laughs> Sugar call. Please,
1: please, no one, no one listen to Gutter Mouth. That band is dreadful.
0: <laughs>
1: I went through that period when I was like 13. I was like, fuck yeah, Gutter Mouth. I love how fucking edgy they are. That's that, <laughs> They have that one song, Lipstick. That's like, liter- it's literally Fuck You, Mom. Like, that's, that's yeah. the song.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: God. Don't fucking ever listen to Gutter Mouth.
0: I'm trying to look up on the fly. Oh my god, they're playing in my state in a couple of weeks. Gutter Mouth? Yes.
1: <laughs> oh god. I can't, believe, I can't believe they still exist and tour.
2: Oh, they did. Yeah, they did a local show here with, um... I can't remember who, but not that... This last summer, they played For a show f- here in my town... <laughs>
1: For all the younger kids out there who might not be aware, uh, Guttermouth are the band who got kicked off Warp Tour for being reporters.
0: Really <laughs> <laughs> Man, they have so many albums. They do have that one oh, song wow. that I really
1: like, which is uh Baker's Dozen. But uh I don't know, I, re- I really fucking I regret listening to Guttermouth. <laughs>
0: I'm glad I don't remember as much as... I remember like a fraction of the history of this band, apparently, because it's a lot deeper than I thought it was. Um, The show they played was just Playboy Man Baby. Sorry. (laughs) Was with who? Playboy Man Baby. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I thought they were a little more DIY than that. Playboy Man Baby.
2: It was a it was a very small it was a it was a bar it was a bar show. Okay.
0: Well, that's where gutter mouth are demoted to, so that's all right. <laughs> uh, well, anything else that you've been listening to? I don't know. Do you guys go to shows? Do you buy records? That kind of stuff. Uh, there's a
1: front bottom show going on in Las Vegas like tonight. I proudly do not go to. Um... <laughs> <laughs> My friend my roommate, he he's like fucking texting me, dude. You're missing out by not coming to the show. There's so many fucking people here who are exactly like your <laughs> type, and I'm like, bruh, I'm not trying. To, I'm I'm not <laughs> trying to fuck somebody I met at a front
0: bottom show. <laughs> That's a recipe for disaster. The moment sure. I swore off the front bottoms was when I saw them like, like a week after Back on Top came out. Because I bought tickets for it because I liked Talent of the Hawk and the new album wasn't out, and I went there and it I was basically in like the two percent of the oldest people there and I was twenty five and I was like I hate everyone here and then someone like brought a sign to the show and was like play swimming pool or something I was like what the fuck like this this is like a four hundred person. Capacity and you brought a sign like that's I, I just, just disillusioned and I have not I have not liked them since.
1: I almost feel like that's like postmodern performance art. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'm going to a show next month. It's not emo, but it's a couple of local Phoenix metalcore bands that are really cool. American Standards and Life Link. Uh, American Standards are like Norma Genie like, really uh, noisy metalcore. And uh, Lifelink are, like, very shy, lewd, uh melodic-type stuff. Uh, both really cool bands with really cool dudes.
0: Nice.
1: Hey, Lauren. Lauren, can yeah? you start a, start a a metalcore band called uh, I Dream of Norma Genie? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, please. <laughs> I will put some money behind that if needed. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen. All right. Well, Ellie, do you want to talk about the song that we're about to drop in here?
1: Yeah, I do. It's called uh, Atrocities from a Storybook Perspective by uh, CU Space Cowboy, who are uh, absolutely fucking stellar Um, metalcore, sass, uh, screamo band from san diego you have member members from flower safe depends they have members from uh letters to catalonia they're they're just uh, absolutely fucking amazing and i really love this song uh in particular that they just put out it's uh absolutely goddamn raging so yeah let's uh let's throw it to that and then uh come back after uh we pretend to be listening to the song for like 30 seconds And then say, wow, that was a really good song. And then just continue with the show. great song i know
0: back hard holy shit dude <laughs> oh
1: god white belt revival 2k17
2: hell yes oh reminder to everyone please subscribe to uh the subreddit r white belt uh we're trying to yes. get this thing off the ground <laughs>
1: <laughs> you laugh but this is serious we i, see I really subreddit. do want to like, eight months ago, and we haven't done anything. There was,
2: like, 20 subs when we first got there, and it's, I don't know, it's, like, at least doubled now. Is there anything that's, like, active there? I mean, people post, see you, Space Cowboy, and <laughs> uh gift from God, and, uh... I, the... I
1: posted uh, an article from my blog about SAS on there, and it got, like, seven upvotes, which is tremendous for that sub. <laughs> yeah.
0: Somehow Dead Cross got posted in there, looks like.
1: Probably because, like, the Justin Pearson connection.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Well, funny connection to Sees Space Cowboy. My brother bought, like, a seven-inch from him, and it came with a thank you for not twinkling sticker. That's on the back of my phone. <laughs> that is beautiful. So, ah, fuck. Bring me the
1: head of Brian Chambly.
0: <laughs> Alright, so this new segment, uh, we're going to be doing it upvote, downvote style. Where uh, we kind of go over the headline and kind of discuss it. And you can upvote it if you like it or are for it downvoted if you're like fuck this or you can abstain if you feel as though you don't have an opinion on it uh that is
1: not good reticute only fucking downvote if it does not add value to the discussion obviously
0: (laughs) yes and we are here to bring that to life uh so let's start off with uh r.i.p to km music on youtube that was uh, a hub where what i guess it was mostly stuff on the come up right like i mean there was stuff on like run for cover that was on that channel but it was basically full albums that were streaming via youtube via this uh km music youtube channel and uh it got shut down from from the man
1: i i always thought of km music as like the kmart version of chill waves channel <laughs> um, <laughs> uh I mean, it's a bummer that that stuff isn't available to, like, listen to on YouTube. And it's a bummer that, you know, Kelly, the guy who runs it, is, uh, you know, seemingly at a loss for what to do with regards to that situation. That's a bummer. But, I mean, I feel like people should have been listening to the stuff on, like, Bandcamp and, uh, like, Spotify uh, or even just, like, going to shows to support the band, like, earlier. Um, and I, so I understand, like, where the people who were upset with the channel were coming from, but also, at the same time, you know, if, if you're not uploading your tracks to YouTube, you're really fucking up in regards to, like, exposure, so, I don't know, I have very, uh, I have very, very mixed feelings about
0: it. See, where I kind of see the huge loss here is that and i think i'm right in assuming that people were kind of subscribing to this and the km music channel was almost like the tastemaker so if he uploaded something new people were going to listen to it because it was on that channel and that's where i think like the quote-unquote loss is is that that sense of discovery from being subscribed to that channel i mean that's not how i don't find out bands that way but i think that's how a lot of people do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, yeah. That Sophie's aware. floorboard still exists, but yes, yes. <laughs> that I kind of see as just Sophie's floorboard on YouTube. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it does suck for Kelby, um, but I, I hear or he he has he has some ideas. I saw he was spitballing around on the subreddit, so I hope he uh figure something now um but yeah I don't know I agree it, it is a, a loss in that uh, I there were a lot of people who kind of uh discovered music through there uh, and similar channels like that um uh oh yeah I do have to plug chili Chillwave. Chillwave all the way. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> uh, I'm unaware. <laughs> uh, Chillwave? That's like the a channel? YouTube channel. Uh, it's a uh, our emo user you, eBay's. eBay's. Yeah, his he has a channel that's similar where he uploads his own like indie emo and dream pop and whatever the same kind of like music. Okay. Um, he he's he's not as well known. He doesn't have as many subscribers as. Cam had, uh, but he he hangs out in the sub and on the Discord and everything, and gotcha. uh, yeah. always or, promoting cool music.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah.
0: I mean, what what the channel was doing is technically not legal, so it's yeah. it's kind of bound <laughs> to happen, but. <laughs>
1: I mean, was Kelby making money from it?
2: Uh, not that I, I don't think so. You have to, like, I, I feel like you have to like have a whole setup to like actually make money, or at the very least put ads in. I, I don't know. I don't think there were any ads. I don't think he ever added ads or anything. I honestly just hope YouTube kind of. dies (laughs) (laughs) dies <laughs> <All right. laughs> like soon bec- or at, like I I personally think uh, and this is getting a little off topic but I I think that uh, YouTube is kind of dying or very dying uh, because of its corporatization and like total ignorance of uh, like the smaller content creators in favor of people who will make them the most money and it's just kind of um destroying uh like any sense of community that once was like fostered on YouTube because any anyone who you know doesn't have an in on YouTube in the corporate world is can just get lose all their material in a heartbeat and it's gone forever so i mean
1: i mean jared alongi left youtube so i'm on board
2: yeah yeah no definitely <laughs> I, uh, I hope something arises in the near future to like combat the current monopoly they have on video streaming service. uh, I mean Vimeo.
1: There's Vimeo.
2: (laughs) Daily Motion. (laughs) Daily Motion. (laughs) I
1: I propose that uh, H Bomber guy and Contrapoints start to move their videos over to LiveLeak. I feel like that's a very Solid community for what they're trying to do.
0: Break.com. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's oh, break oh that God. dig, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'll write
1: about it on my live journal.
0: Uh, well, I, like, downvote that it got taken off of YouTube, but I upvote that, um, People are kind of already kind of flocking to supporting the next move for Kelby and KM Music, or whatever it will fly under with its new name.
2: Yeah, I concur with that sentiment. Cool.
0: Um,
1: I upvote because it asked a discussion.
0: There we go. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll merge these two together since they both are in the same vein. Uh, you blew it. Play their final show. For now, at the Fest 2017, a couple weekends ago, and then Modern Baseball also played uh, a weekend of their final shows in Philadelphia. Uh, We previously discussed that Modern Baseball are not an emo band, but uh, everyone basically in the scene fucks with them to some extent. I personally don't care for them, but I will say upvote to bands calling it quits before they kind of become like parodies of, of, of themselves or just kind of make it messier. Uh, but also modern baseball meant a lot to a, a lot of people and were overall positive for a lot of reasons. And You Blew It, I mean, I was never a massive fan of You Blew It, but that's kind of the band that like I feel like they were talking about how they kept kept trying to get out of emo or getting that name attached to their band. And that is kind of a sticky situation when you don't want to be called emo, but you keep getting called emo. God, do I know that feeling?
1: (laughs) Okay, I I, I don't know if I brought this up the last episode, but there was a period of time where I was uh, flaring every single modern baseball post on the sub with the tag, uh, kid tested, mom approved.
0: (laughs) Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Like... Like, they're they're the definition of, like, whiny teenager core. But also, I really fucking loved You're Gonna Miss It All. And uh, I really uh, identified with and felt for, you know, Brendan's struggle with his mental health, or their mental health. I think they're going by they, them pronouns now. Um, and uh, I know, like you said, they meant a lot to a lot of people. And even though I don't necessarily think they're an emo band, I do think that's kind of what emo is all about. That, uh, breaking down the boundaries between artist and performer, which I guess is part of DIY in general, but Mm -hmm. also in that incredibly intimate, emotional way that modern baseball did. And they were along with sorority noise were one of the, uh, main, uh, people in the scene who were advocating for mental health awareness and self care. And so, that's definitely like a blow for sure. And as far as you blew, it goes, uh, I was a massive fucking fan of you blew it. When grow up dude came out, I was all over that shit. When keep doing what you're doing came out, I was all over that shit. Their last record. I wasn't so hot on cause it was basically indie rock probably cause they were trying to get away from the emo label. But, um, I still liked it. Oh. Um, and I understand that, that, not wanting to be boxed in by a genre. I don't think there's a single musician in this world who is okay with being boxed into one single musical genre. Mm -hmm. Um, and associated with all of the, all of the stigmas or stereotypes that come with that genre. Uh, so I understand where like Tanner is coming from. Um, but I don't, I don't feel like that is a reason to break your band up. Um, that obviously is probably not the only reason. Right. Uh yeah, but I mean, you blew it were like one of the flagship bands of that uh that 2010 uh emo revival like super twinkly super captain jazzy sound and you know, it it, fe- it feels like that era is really far in the past now and I guess with you blew it breaking up that kind of just cements that for me like that's that time period is is over and it's not coming back
0: i felt that too actually that like these bands are starting to fizzle out and i mean that's not at the same time as modern baseball coming out but like you said like 2010 was like that's when the world is first full length came out too i believe i could be way off but i think like I think
1: whenever if ever came out, two thousand thirteen, I wanna say.
0: Okay. Well then I think that was like yeah. when their EP started. Uh,
2: formlessness, yeah, it was twenty ten. And yeah. modern baseball actually I believe had a split with Marietta in twenty ten. That
0: goes that far back? Shit. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: I think twenty ten mm-hmm. is when modern baseball formed. Yeah. Yeah, I Philadelphia's dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were definitely big in that scene, yeah and i i did like uh a lot of their stuff and you blew it man i loved them uh i saw them with it was uh tiny moving parts and roswell Kid, i believe um
1: if that's and, a, not a lineup that signifies <laughs> the evolution of where emo has gone in the past like 7 years i don't know what is
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: exactly so yeah, I am definitely sad to see both of them go. Um it is gr- it is great that bands are like that me- that the people in the bands are like very uh, self-aware enough to know when it's time to stop, you know, and take a break. The way they have talked about their breakup, it's not like it's anything negative or bad. You know, it's just Seems like it's time, you know? Like, it's run its course, or at least for the moment. And it doesn't even seem like it's a permanent thing. Like, yeah, like sure, like, in the future, whenever they're up to it, I'm sure they're going to at least play some shows again. And, you know, whatever individually they're going to do in the music scene, uh, definitely support it. Uh, but it's it's really cool to see them, I don't know, just be like, okay, this is... We've done what we want to do for now, so let's not force it, which happens, I think, way too often.
1: Alternatively, emo's not profitable anymore, guys. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, all, uh, let's all splinter off and form uh, Americana bands.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's where the market is.
1: <laughs> what was that fucking band that Zach from uh, Man Overboard started? His solo thing, Farpoint. I don't uh no, that 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 project was like if Hello Goodbye was like twice as cringy, <laughs> that, that's what Far Point was. And I loved it, by the way. I love that <laughs> fucking record. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that I hope uh, Jake does well with Slaughter Dog Slaughter Beach Dog, and I hope that Brendan does well with uh, you know, dealing with their mental health, and I hope you blew it do well with whatever musical endeavors that they end up embarking upon. You know, I, I, I'm I supportive of the people in the scene, more so than the bands.
2: For sure. So, upvote to them, I guess.
1: Yeah. Upvote, because it asks the discussion.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, Camp Cope have gone on the record to say that they are finished with their new album, and I believe it's confirmed to be coming out on Run For Cover Records. Uh, that's all the details we have, but um, yeah, I'd say upvote to that camp cope i i i do like that that full length that came out last year or maybe this year it got reissued by run for cover this year but yeah upvote for them i'm looking forward to it and curious to see if they continue to dominate worldwide emo i guess um
1: i don't know if camp cope or emo but we had that segment last show (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) let's discuss that then
1: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they f- they they fit into the scene. Yeah, you know, they're a they're solid indie punk act that has emo leanings, and I really really love them. I think they're excellent. So, yeah, upvote.
2: Yeah, definite upvote. Cool. My
1: roommate described them to me as fucking a female fronted modern baseball, which I thought was like the most disgusting, <laughs> reductive, <laughs> oh God. thing to say. And I'm, I'm stoked to see that, you know, Australian artists are getting some recognition in the worldwide market. So uh, I'm waiting with bated breath for, uh, for Freya. To
2: Freya, shout out. next
1: breakout emo artist from Australia. Love Any you, day, Cam. Any day. Yeah. Any day real estate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. This so is Cam Cope, 2018. Also in 2018, we have this new Pianos Become the Teeth album that was recently teased and now announced, Um, and they also have that streaming single now, and a pre-order up and everything, and I've already forgotten the name of the album. (laughs) Ha! Wait for Love is the name of the album. It's coming out on February 16th of 2018 via Epitaph once again. That single, it's got a video and everything out. I dug it, it's the immediate comments everywhere is I miss the the screaming vocals that Kyle Mm -hmm. once had and all that stuff, but I thought Charisma is another pretty solid track from the band for post-Old Pride pianos. Uh, (laughs) Old Pride, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I fucking adore that record, and I think the, the, the two full lengths after that are, like, good to me. But I'm I I'm not one of those people that like can't listen to them because they don't scream anymore and yeah it's not shout gonna... out
1: to the Saltwater EP yeah. I I like old pride I love the lack long after I think that's their masterpiece and I I like keep you a lot too uh, I like pianos become the teeth because they're definitely shaping up to be the one band from the wave that's still going to be relevant in two years uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Touche more yeah them and Touche like... yeah. I feel like Touche kind of uh, transcended. Um, oh yeah, the wave. Like yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they played a pop punk audiences now too. You know. Um,
2: yeah. Oh yeah. And but
1: like, l- take a look at where the other bands are. Like a lot of Spew, I like them, but they're kind of uh, they're they're kind of dismissed now by a lot of people in the scene. Make do and mend. Were they ever taken uh, seriously? No
2: one. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't, have never met anyone who. Has had anything to say about them?
0: <laughs> They're also weird you're because. On
2: make do and mend. Uh,
0: I mean, I listen to them. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I have heard their music. <laughs> make do and mend the uh, Pearl Jam of the wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
2: Yeah, it was always weird because their music was more of that. Uh, it was more kind of, like, uh, hot
0: water music-y. They almost. came up in the Orgcore like, world.
2: Yeah, exactly, yep. yeah. Exactly, but, I don't know, they were just friends with, like, all those other bands, so they just were kind of like, we're the wave, too.
1: Yeah, I always but, thought of them as more in line with, like, uh, you know, Polar Bear Club and stuff
2: yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, oh, shit, the other band from the from the wave that we all conveniently forgot about, which I suppose <laughs> is self-explanatory, uh, Defeater. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I've always I've always had a real soft spot for Defeater, but I wish that their their next concept album would be about farts.
0: <laughs>
1: you know. Instead of uh waxing nostalgic for a time they never experienced. Like yeah, fuck yeah, the nineteen fifties were awesome. Uh back when you you could still drink at separate fountains from black people and like hit your wife and no one would care. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck the... nostalgia,
2: dude. Yeah, I the... Their whole concept thing was pretty wild, but it's like, how long can you keep that up for? I don't know. It just seems tired to me. It's
0: Defeater and Polar Bear Club, like those both immediately come to mind as bands that have not aged well at all. Yeah,
2: I, yeah. I say you can't even think of Polar Bear Club's most recent work, so I
0: They're, guess I agree. <laughs> they broke up, I believe.
2: Oh, did they? Yeah.
0: They might as well have.
1: <laughs> Not that I dislike Polar Bear Club. I mean, I loved them back in two thousand ten, but so did everyone.
2: Yeah.
1: Are title fight, the Wave. Did they ever become considered part of the Wave? Or uh, was it restricted to just so. those five bands?
2: I think, like being as an ocean, were in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, I'd... and like Basement, Citizen, stuff like that.
0: Soft Grinch. <laughs> Balance
1: and composure.
0: Balancing composure is definitely in that way, for sure. Yeah.
1: But anyway, about Pianos Become the Teeth. Right.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I I liked the song, and but I, I couldn't tell you what it sounds like. It's just kind of uh, there. And I'll probably, like, go see them when they tour, but that's about it. You know, I'm not super stoked on Pianos Become the Teeth like I once was. And not because, like, they don't have screaming anymore, but... More because I feel like their songwriting has uh, lost a lot of the creativity that it once had. It's not memorable anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, the song basically sounded exactly like what I imagined it would have sounded like. And it's like solid, but. I More think, of the same, yeah. I feel like they've, and it's kind of harsh to say, but they've kind of written their way into a corner. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. They've,
1: yeah. uh,. I don't know, they've become that band, you know, like, <laughs> oh shit, Piano's Become the Teeth are recording a new album, I guess.
2: It's gonna you know? sound like the P- Piano's Become the Teeth. Yeah. 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 Oh. I, get, I guess kind of the same place that Defeater at, almost, only, that sounds a little harsh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, only, only Defeater songs are compelling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn.
0: The other subtext here is that if you sign Epitaph, this is what happens to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: take that, the uh. rule is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Take
1: that, escape the
2: fate. <laughs> <laughs> I always think escape the fate when I think of Epitaph. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs>
1: Fucking take that, bad religion. <laughs>
2: oh my god! Yeah, I guess upvote for beginners Become Teeth. Um, I do like them. Uh, I love their older work. Um, but yeah, upvote to new album. Maybe that. Maybe the rest will surprise us. Who knows? I hope so. Uh,
1: upvote because it adds to the discussion.
0: <laughs> I upvote okay. because there's no reason to downvote it. <laughs> and I believe the final story that I have uh, threw into this document is uh, Dylan from The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die uh, was forced out of The World Is. There, I mean, we have basically one side of the story, so that's what we have to present here. But essentially, the day before they embarked on the tour that they're currently on, touring behind Always Foreign, Dylan. The newest member of the band and the guitarist, uh, asked for to take some time off from touring after this tour and they basically said maybe you just shouldn't be in the band anymore and maybe you shouldn't go on this tour and then essentially was kind of exiled from the band for that reason. I guess the only update really is that he's like officially out of the band and the band hasn't talked to him. So I guess can, uh,
1: yeah. can somebody give me a quick yeah. rundown on exactly why he's not in the band anymore or is that like not known?
0: He has to take time off because he wanted to get himself off of prescribed Xanax. Okay. I mean, it's that would be a bad environment to be on tour and to yeah, to get yourself off of a heavily addictive yeah. drug. So,
1: yeah, dude, uh fuck Xanax, man. Like Benzo withdrawals and alcohol withdrawals are the only two withdrawals that can kill you. You know, so I understand that. More power to them. Yeah. In that situation. I haven't, I've had a hard time listening to The World Is ever since uh, that stuff about Nicole came out. I don't know. It's so, it's so difficult for me because I loved The World Is for such a long time. Like, they, to me, were the definitive uh, emo band of our generation for a really long time. And anyone, any random person you asked on the street, uh, if they were in the know about emo, they'd bring up The World Is. Right, you know? yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, just more, more power to Dylan. I hope he, uh, he gets through his struggles, just like I hope Brandon gets through theirs.
2: Mm-hmm yeah this is this is uh, news to me because I, I tried to I couldn't find anything about this story honestly uh, where, was it covered anywhere or was it just on Twitter or something because I couldn't find it
0: um, there was a thread about it and I think in in that thread it linked to Dylan's public Facebook post. Pretty much okay. saying, hey friends and family, I'm no longer in this band, so don't like try to go and see the shows that you think I'm playing at. And then he, in like the comments, he got pretty deep into like why this happened. And then he started going off on Twitter, and then on Instagram, he was like talking about like he was like selling his I think skateboard that he designed for him, and then went off in the comments there about it too so oh yeah yeah and of course the world is haven't said a single word about it um right like most people I really like the world is and they were very much like an exciting band to like in the time that like emo was I guess the I guess the revival is coming up and stuff and just like the more you hear about the band just like the more you kind of see that I mean, just because like a lot of people like talk shit about like they're all assholes, they aren't inclusive, and stuff like this. And it, it, it like, I don't know, this is really shitty because like it, it's a pretty simple concept. Like, a someone presents to you, like, hey, I need some time to get my mental health straight, and you say, like, leave the band, like, how the fuck do you come to that decision? <laughs>
2: yeah it's see just the way that uh this sound it sounds i don't know like there wasn't uh well like it wasn't it doesn't sound like it was very um i don't know uh
1: on the level for
2: yeah like um and especially the fact that they haven't said anything about it like
1: uh, yeah that's shady as that's, shit. Yeah, that's yeah that's really
2: shady that's like uh that's sus. I, like uh i don't know yeah the world is have kind of been slowly spiraling i think uh and I don't know it seemed like an uptick when uh Nicole was kicked out and they were releasing this last album, but uh I don't know. Uh just more it seems like more shit just keeps happening uh with them, which is unfortunate. Uh so uh I don't know, I'm honestly gonna downvote the fact that they haven't said anything and that this seems kind of like a shitty move. And not like I don't know, not the way you would treat your friend or bandmate yeah so uh but yeah definitely definitely uh good on dylan and i hope he gets all the time and space and help whatever he needs hopefully the world comes out and clears things up or something soon
0: i was also just kind of confused because when i saw them there was only two guitarists and the last time I saw them, there was four. And it was just like, the world is with two guitar players. is It sounds way fucking different, that's all I'll say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking hemorrhaging members, aren't they? At this yeah, player. yeah.
2: I I don't know. Based on what people say, I ha, unfortunately, I have <sighs> never got to see them. But from what I've heard people on the sub say, uh, they just haven't had the same chemistry live either, like recently. So I don't know it just kind of seems like they're on a downward spiral which sucks cuz i also really loved them you know i think everyone did yeah
1: yeah Definitely. this is why uh this is why you shouldn't have idols <laughs> you know <laughs> to me it's indicative of a much larger problem that we're seeing this year with all these people that we that we really admired as musicians uh being outed as fucking scumbags and if I mm-hmm. if I'm allowed to like be a, a little controversial here, you know, talk about you know, how the the subreddit basically outed Lou Diamond as being a fucking pedophile piece of shit. I know we said we weren't gonna talk about Jesse Lacey, you can edit this out if you want, but it's all it's also a real big blow to our scene. It's just over and over again, the this huge loss of faith that I've been having in I guess brand new or in a DIY band, but everyone else, like, the loss of faith I've been having in the DIY community is a space that I held to a higher standard than, you know, the rest of the world around me. I felt like this scene had and continues to have a lot of potential for social justice and growth, and we were setting an example for a brighter world or and a better world, but in the end, we're all just fucking people, and we have to deal with the shitty people that you know, we come into contact with and the the shitty people that happen to do things that we enjoy, you know, like, we've all had friends who turned out to be fucking assholes and scumbags and people we don't want to associate with anymore. I, 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 I'm I having a hard time figuring out where, where I can draw the line anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that. It's been, uh, like you said, indicative of a larger problem. Uh, and I think that's been a common theme this year, not just in our scene, but... Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. with the with all the Hollywood shit going on right now, yeah, uh, the same the same kinds of time. thing. Every time I turn uh,
1: around, every time I fucking go onto Reddit, every time I'm Facebook, yep,
2: uh, just it's so disheartening.
1: But on the but other yeah. hand, I think it's good that victims oh, now feel like they're empowered to speak up about this type of thing.
2: Yeah, it's that great. They, to...
1: that they have enough of a support system to to call these people out. For sure. Know? And that, that couldn't have happened just, like, a few years ago. Right. Oh, no.
0: Can I throw out a question on this topic, then? We can use this Jesse Lacey thing as, like, a model. But, like, in your opinion, is Jesse Lacey, like, gone for good? Brand new, does not have a place to be on the road touring, making music, etc. now.
1: I Before I address that, I just wanted to talk real quick about, like, the fucking the fucking top comment on... Jesse Lacey's apology that he released today was fucking okay but where's my science fiction vinyl like yeah fucking great joke dude great time to like very
2: like just so i don't know indicative of the the dismissive attitude towards victims and you know their stories just not only that
1: it's just people don't care
2: like, yeah, exactly.
1: Not not just like dismissive of the victims, but dismissive of anything bad about their favorite artist. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: it's because they're their favorite artist that they're yeah, like exactly. You know, it's if not you that like, they're in disbelief.
1: Like somebody, it's just if you like an artist, if you like music, if you like a certain filmmaker or comedian, um, there's just going to be endless hoops that you jump through in order to justify why what they did wasn't that bad or separate the art from the artist, which is my least fucking favorite argument in the goddamn world. I've never liked the separate the art from the artist argument. And to me, brand new is on another level than the DIY scene that we're a part of.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: with uh, with an artist like Lou Diamond, who we had, had the ability to shut that shit down, the subreddit got jank taken off Spotify. You know, the sub that got them blacklisted. And that's, as far as DIY artists go, that's our responsibility to not separate the art from the artist, to hold them accountable for their fucking actions, to make sure that they don't have a fucking platform from which to take advantage and abuse people. With Jesse Lacey and Brand New, that's not really an option for us. Like, we can't fucking, we can't spread some... Some truth we can't we can't spread the tea on Twitter, and expect like Jesse Lacey to get taken down over it, to get brand new taken off Spotify, to get their label to drop them, the way we could with Jank, or Feel Better, Heal Faster, or whatever. We can't we can't hold them accountable. They're on a fucking other plane, and that leads me into a whole other discussion about capitalism that I don't want to get into. (laughs) It's it's just a mess, dude, and. I feel like I have an easier time separating the art from the artist, as cringy as I find that fucking phrase, when it comes to, like, bigger, more influential people like John Lennon or David Bowie. Um, the shitty actions they did, separating that and, you know, the musical legacy they have. I don't know, maybe Brand New is going to fall into that into that spot one day. But, like, right now I feel, like, devastated and disgusted and I can't listen to their music anymore. And you you said you your question was, you know, do they have a place to keep on touring? And my answer is, you know, they're so popular that we can't control that. Like, we can't stop people from going to their sh a blip in the ocean. And I know we have to try. That's what that's what punk and DIY is about, like at least I'm fucking trying, you know, that minor threat lyric. Um it's infuriating and I can't help fe- but feel like helpless. Sorry for all the word vomit
0: there. If we can compare like Brand New to like Louis CK from like entertainment TV or whatever to like music, I mean Louis CK's upcoming projects got dropped and he's Yep. and yeah. That's I guess I'm very curious as to see if that's the future for Brand New now or like I mean, I mean, they had an opening band poll Yeah, yeah Martha tour. dropped right. from their UK dates already. Yeah. So it, it seems like it's on that path to... Jesse's apology was fucking bullshit, too. That was... I, yeah. I, I kind yeah. of expected something with a little more heart than that. He was basically just tiptoeing the actual allegation that was out there. Yeah. It's the
1: fucking persona he's had since the beginning. It's this fucking... Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Holding himself separate from... The rest of us, yeah. elevating himself to this fucking godlike status, and I thought he was like satirizing that with like déjà Tendu, But no, he just bought into it wholeheartedly. Yeah, like he. There's that line he has about you know no one's beyond reproach, including myself. But like fuck you because you're not holding yourself accountable. You're not actually taking steps to address these these huge problems you've caused and these people that you've hurt. You're just making this bland fucking Weezer song of an apology and I i don't know I've had a lot of feelings about this over over the past 24 hours and the thing I, I keep circling back to in my mind is we, we we can't make it better like we can't stop this problem right now and that uh, like I know that like this is what all these call outs and stuff are trying to do and I'm not trying to project like a pessimistic hopeless outlook on the situation but like like it's I I feel defeated and I feel like betrayed and this is why you can't fucking have musical heroes like I said before
2: mm-hmm. kill your eyes we, we
1: can't ever put ourselves in this fucking situation where, it's this devastating for us. We need to be able to just blacklist these people, but it's so hard because of the emotional connection that so many people have to brand news music and you know, other people like louis CK's comedy louis c k was probably my favorite comedian for like a yeah. good seven years
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm i I let somebody else talk because i I feel like I'm dominating this conversation and I'm just kind
0: of fucking whining.
2: <laughs> no, it is it is really disheartening and it, it, i think I think the worst part is that uh. I don't know if I expected any more from Jesse Lacey. Like, I think this is par for the course, um, not just for him, but for all of these people accused of all of this shit. Like, they dance around the actual issue, they make vague apologies, and then immediately start, like, explaining away their behavior. Like, as soon as the apology is out out of their mouths. Like, the, the next thing is always here's why I did it like here's oh feel bad for me because this I'm this sorry place. but yeah exactly you know, it's always fucking, the same thing and uh
1: your, your fucking rationalization oh my depression made me a pedophile
2: yeah exactly yeah and yeah well, it would have been it would have been nice if he'd said that but Jesse didn't even didn't even touch the part where he was. Accused of fucking... Where he was fucking with a 15-year-old girl when he was 24. Yeah. And, like... All these people, like, just defending him. Like, rabid fanaticism over, you know... Like, any sort of logic. It, it's just... It's a, it's a real issue. And, like we said before, I am glad... That uh, we are in such a great climate where abusers can be called out like this and uh, these victims can come forward and not be, you know, instantly fucking destroyed and just hand-waved <laughs> away.
1: Connor Oberst.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anyone remembers that. <laughs> yeah. He was, like, lawyered up as soon as his allegations came out. And that was, oh, he
1: fucking sent a goddamn oh. pack of wolves against that poor woman. Yeah. And... She rescinded and said she was doing it for the fucking attention. Like, what what positive goddamn attention are you yeah. getting from calling out an abuser?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what people think. Like, <laughs> because that's that's just been the precedent for so long. Is anytime someone does this and they don't have like like some sort of legal team or something like. And, and whoever they're talking about is, like, well-off, you know, well-to-do. The, like, they... they, Oh, my God. They are destroyed. They are swept under the rug and just buried, like, by the system and by someone who has <laughs> immense um, more amounts of power and... Yeah, power and social them. capital. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, they're just... It's impossible. It has been impossible for so long for any of this to for anyone to come forward without just being destroyed and so, and sometimes actually literally. That's more speaking about Hollywood. But so I'm glad that this system is finally being dismantled. But uh, uh I accept the heartbreak with the comfort knowing that hopefully in, like, ten years from now this will be a drastically less of a problem. Hopefully. I Coincidentally,
1: hope. that's my favorite Cross My Heart song title. <laughs> so, sorry, I don't mean to make fucking light of the situation, but yeah, that's, like, the one spot of hope I'm clinging to is that, you know, slowly we're, we're chipping away at these fucking power structures. We're chipping away at like... I, I'm I'm probably gonna get a lot of fucking hate in the comments for this, but we're chipping away at the fucking patriarchy. patriarchy yes. <laughs> <laughs> that term that term is a joke, I guess, but
2: I, like it's been memes a bunch, but like that's what it is. Like that's yeah. that's where these power structures come from, and that's why uh, this toxic system has been in place for so long is because it's just been the way of our of our nation for <laughs> like. Such a long time.
0: I just hope people are like are just finally becoming scared shitless to be a shitty person and just <laughs> Yeah. Like that's Yeah,
2: fucking
1: that's, make rapists afraid again.
0: I mean, it seems like every interaction with someone that's had the least bit of success in music turns out to be like a shitty person and it's just like terrifying because it's because it's almost like the mentality now is like who's next? And that's like a fucking weird feeling to have it's like who is going to be on the chopping block in the next hour now my my friend alicia sent me
1: this fucking this this article that was like another woman steps forward to accuse tom hanks of being a good person (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but like like it's terrifying any anybody that we that we love is Like, like, I I almost feel like just assuming that, like, everyone I admire is just an awful human being. There's, I feel nothing but paranoia every time I get into a band now. Because I'm just waiting for the fucking other shoe to drop. Like, there were rumors going around about Jeremy from Touche Amore a while back. Like, nothing that got substantiated. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I feel, again, helpless. But also, like Lauren said, hopeful that... All of this happening will, can like continue to to make a, a positive impact. Like, however, however bad it feels for us now, it is a it is a good thing. Yeah, that yeah. People are getting called out.
0: Yeah. Well, ending on a grim note here, but. So I'm glad we only talked
2: about Jesse Lacey
0: for a little mm. bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big conversation around it at least that's Yeah. that is. Yeah. Good. and it's it's something that I knew was going to be on this podcast at some point. And it's on episode I'm 1. I'm sorry,
1: I didn't mean to. Episode 1. That was that was 100% my fault.
0: It's all good. It it needs to be talked
2: about, I think. Yeah. Uh
1: like, like I was thinking about not addressing it, but then I I felt like disingenuous of us not to.
0: Yeah, and like, to put a time was- and to to like put a timestamp for the listeners, the Jesse Lacy side of the story or whatever came out like 2 hours ago and this is the day after the allegations were brought brought to light on Facebook or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, I just fresh, it's,
1: fresh. it's our responsibility to to talk about this shit.
0: Yeah. It's our community. Well, if there's nothing else for this episode, everyone, you can follow this podcast on uh, instagram at the e-word podcast on instagram twitter it is the e-word podcast and our email address is the e-word pod at gmail.com you can get in touch in any of those inboxes like i explained on episode zero i definitely want this podcast to be a vehicle for anyone to bring anything to the table if you have an idea for an episode and if you want to come on the podcast you know just ask i'm basically this is gonna be a little bit free format so like get and get involved definitely because yeah any final thoughts from you two upvote because it asked a discussion
2: (laughs) 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 i
1: i was hoping that joke would eventually become funny (laughs) I think it came full circle.
0: 100%.
1: I pulled a fucking David Letterman. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm Ellie. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at YouDon'tNeedMaps. Follow my blog, YouDon'tNeedMaps.wordpress.com. Like it on Facebook. Uh, Ask me dumb shit on Tumblr about my pronouns and whatnot. Please continue contributing to the sub, because as circle jerky as it gets sometimes, it Mm. is probably the best place on Reddit.
0: Upvote.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a great session. Uh, fi- find me on Twitter at Lolo underscore Klein. I'm on there sometimes whenever I can. Instagram and Tumblr at Feeling the Sensation. Even though I haven't used Instagram in I don't even know how long. Uh, but maybe I will someday <laughs> again. <laughs> it's
1: a good hook. <laughs> i really uh, enjoy your personal brand thanks
2: <laughs> and uh, uh yeah uh keep circle jerking mom jeans guys
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> or whatever the next band is
0: it's freya by the way
1: yeah fingers crossed for
0: freya. listen to freya <laughs> Yeah, please or you know I would throw Commander Salamander out there too. Oh, oh yeah! Oh my
2: god! Oh fuck!
0: It sucks Claudia, that it took to the Claudia. end of the episode to mention though. Yeah,
2: I know, especially because I've been listening to Gross October. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Uh,
1: no, it it's on Spotify. It's the perfect yes. length to like listen to walking between classes. You no, know, I oh,
2: throw that I on. love
1: Commander Salamander. I hope that they become the biggest Sparkle Punk band of all time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Fact helps. Thank you for bringing for bringing that up. I can't believe that we spaced on them.
0: Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I think that happened because the EP came out like like a day after we recorded that, the the episode zero. So yeah. we kind of got it out of the way because that was so long ago. But it wasn't yeah, long but, ago. But yeah.
1: I don't think episode zero ever got posted to the sub.
0: No, because I want to bang bang this. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I want to hook them and then have something, <laughs> yeah. Like the tobacco companies, I see you. Yeah, Joe yeah. Uh But, <laughs> yes, you could, uh, the only thing you can follow me on is Instagram. Um, nothing Feels Gucci is my handle there. Still amazing. <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> uh, but By sin- episode
1: 10, maybe we might be over it, but... yeah, <laughs> Still not over it.
0: <laughs> well, sincerely... To Ellie and Lauren, thank you for coming on this episode. And to you listening and hitting play, sincerely, thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you next episode. Adios.